Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Hey, gamers. So, Hello, gamers. How are we doing? Yeah. Good, thank I'm you. Right. Playing, playing games? Yeah. Guess we'll find out later. I yeah. suppose we will. No spoilers now. Uh, how are how are you though? Are you well? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've been moaning to YouTube about my neck this morning. Yeah, yeah. you got old man neck. It's it's this side. So when I look at the camera, it hurts a lot. So I might not look at the camera much today. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or just I'll just give you side eye rather. Than, <laughs> you could do the uh, Batman and turn your entire. Well, I've been yeah. doing that. When I had to turn the thing on just now, I went. <laughs> like oh, man. just lean over is it because so. it's cold or is it just because you're I think old? it's just the way I slept uh, okay. I don't think it's even because I'm old I've not had like a sore neck in a very long time it's a no- it's almost a novelty I'm really enjoying it <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. enjoying hearing about it yeah me too I'm having a great time I you hope just... I hear about it more today well, I'm... Peter <laughs> Don't let us down. I won't. But You've I got to mention I it a few it. more times. In I the thought I should address it to the camera. Just, okay, you know that's why I'm, you know, looking stiff as hell. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> well, we got the heat. We're cranking that heating now. Yeah. It's so cold. Hopefully, that'll that'll warm up your your neck mm-hmm. joints a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ashton, you're coming down with the sickness. I, I think. think I am. Yeah, yeah, I keep having like sneezing fits, and that's not completely unusual because no, I never normal. sneeze once. Yeah. But they're like proper sneezes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like li- like little sneezes, like girly sneezes. Chew. But now, uh, <laughs> almost like, why are you even bothering? Yeah, do an earth. Well, that's what my snake. boyfriend says. Oh, if you if you just sneeze properly, you won't sneeze <laughs> as many times. And then if I sneeze properly, I just sneeze properly that many times. Presumably, you're not. Are you regulating the loudness of your sneeze? Yeah, just but, being polite about oh, okay. it. Okay. Which I feel like some men aren't. No, some oh, men really aren't. My, so my dad will yell. Who just, who just go for it? Yeah, and my boyfriend and my dad, they both do the loudest sneezes ever. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just not really needed, is no, it? It's not. You're just begging for attention. Mm, yeah. I just did quiet sneezes. How are you, Ben? How are you? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm doing okay, thank you. I'm going to uh, Geisha Italia <laughs> later tonight, which we wow. talked about already before we started recording. It's a strange name for it. Mm. Fascinated by the prospect of a of a Japanese Italian fusion restaurant. <laughs> Presumably they're not. Oh, it's fu- a fusion. No, it's actually fusion. I don't think it's fusion. No, I was, I was about to correct myself. Name. I think it's just Geisha is a series of restaurants that are in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Right. And then for some reason, this one has also got Italia Grill attached to it. Okay. So you can get a lasagna 
and sushi. Is geisha a bar and then you've got like That's a great an Italian... I don't know. I'll tell you what, I'll find out. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the and update I'll next week. I'll report back geisha. next week. But yeah. uh, the prospect of being able to get both kinds of food, it intrigues me. It is exciting. I'm wondering... Are they both going to be crap? Sushi is one pizza? going to be better yeah, than the other? Yeah. yeah. Is there going to be uh, bits of raw fish in my lasagna? I don't know. Can you just get raw pizza, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just yeah. take it home and do it yourself. I have no idea. But apart from that, I'm all good. At the time of release, Spider-Man 2 is out. We're all very excited to play that uh -huh. game. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday this week, though, very early. So we haven't actually played it yet, which is frustrating because yeah. it would be well, great to be Well, we wouldn't have played it even if when the regular podcast comes no, that's out. No, that's a great point. Yeah, true. But... We have now played it. Maybe we can flash forward to future selves and then splice that in here. Is Spider-Man 2 good? Great. Right. That's, right. that's great stuff. Um, shall we talk about this week's sponsor? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> we'll extra out. work you've made for someone. How we'll are we going to do that? It comes out on Friday. It's so simple. The podcast comes out on Saturday. It's so simple. We're not going to have played it in time. It's all right. Don't worry. I've got Should we just do a video now where we say yes and we can just use that? <laughs> yeah, do you want to just do that? I mean, that was my plan, but I was going to say it afterwards so oh. it wasn't oh. all in the podcast. But okay. It's too late we now. Can, no, we can do it. It's fine. Are you ready? Yeah. Y yes. yes. <laughs> I had a plan. Right. Um, you got the ad read, haven't you, Peter? I've got the ad read right here. Oh, a dead end to the spider has gone. Oh. Well, let me do the ad I read mean, first. It's because you bothered him last week. That's yes. why. Yeah. No, he'll be around. Well, I'll tell you about it in the ad read, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think Dead Island 2 The Spider might be at some sort of red carpet oh, event. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> oh, God. Because, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Because uh, for those who don't know, we've been working um, alongside Insomniac uh, for a sort of a tandem game. Why didn't they send us a code the for the game? Well, they because <laughs> they, they hate do. us. They hate There's us. There's still time. Um, so uh, ourselves, we've had some involvement, but the main sort of star yes. is mm. Deadline Two: The Spider. Okay. Because coming out on Friday, and we'll say in a minute whether or not it's good, is Dead Island Two: The Spider Man Two. Thank you very much. Okay. Very good. Excellent. So he's been. At, that's why he's not here. Marvel's he's at the premiere. Dead Island, Dead Two. Island Two. Is it? Is, is it Dead Jones. Island Two? Marvels the, the Sp Spider-Man Spider Two. Spider-Man Two. It's one of those. Yeah. Um, okay. What, what's this one about? Uh, it's basically you play as a superhero in uh, the bustling metropolis of uh, Newcastle upon Tyne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. You just swing around. You can fast travel to like the other side of the map instantly. Wow. But you don't really want to. You mostly just want to stay in that corner. Yeah. Um, Until a giant you, like, man <laughs> just pokes, pokes you. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what happens. Except it's not because it's not real. Oh, what? They've been too busy with Spider-Man 2. They don't have time to make another one. Well, no. then where is he? Oh, uh, well, there is a big one in the uh, the ladies' toilet again. Okay. They love it in there. They're always in they, there. They Perving. love They love <laughs> spurvy spiders. They love it. Watching ladies do Watching toilet Watching ladies things. do toilet things. No, yeah. we are not sponsored by Dead Island 2, this Marvel's Dead Island 2, the Spider-Man 2. 2. Yeah. We are, of course, sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you go and support us there, you get access to a bevy of rewards. And so many of you have, have heeded the recent call and signed up. Head. And it's so head. Head. Sorry. No, it's not. Have head the recent call. <laughs> and it's so lovely to see you all there. We hope you're enjoying the amazing content you get access to, including asking questions on this podcast, exclusive access to Rules Boss and Main Menu. We're going to record a, a Christmas main menu today. Yeah. Nothing like dress. 
dressing up like Santa Claus in October. Nothing. Um, and uh, also, you get early access to Weirdest and Worst Games Ever. Weirdest Games is a whole week early, and Worst Games Ever is two days early. It's so, so much, honestly. And you support us, which is the most important thing. And we love you, and we really appreciate it. So thank you very much to all our patrons. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Triple Jump is our website. That's where you can find links to everything, including our YouTube, Twitch, Discord, our Cameo as well, if you want to request a message from one of us. Uh, TripleJumpShop.com is where you can get some amazing merchandise, including nothing that is currently being modeled uh, by on. us today. Peter is lifting up. Yeah. yeah, you can get that one. <laughs> He's got his he lips just got out. a shirt. He's exposing his nipples. <laughs> yeah. This is why you want to watch the video nips. version. Yeah. Uh, TripleJumpShop.com. Hopefully, new merch coming soon in time for the Christmas period if you want to buy that Triple Jump fan friend of yours a delightful gift. Uh, Patreon.com, as I've already said, .com forward slash uh, Team Triple Jump to check out what we've got going on there. Is there stuff coming out this week, Ashton? No. No. Brilliant. Nothing. It's a quiet weekend because it's a busy weekend next week mm. and it's also a busy week next week. Yeah, oh, so busy. Did you want to talk about what we were doing or keep yeah, that a little no, on the DL? we can absolutely talk about it. Next week, we are recording our video game yeah. we're getting everyone's getting in the costumes the live action footage. Uh, the live action footage for our video game we're starting shooting that next week mm -hmm. i'm very excited i think it's yeah. going to be good a mm -hmm. little bit stressed out yeah yeah uh a little bit a little bit worried there's a lot to do um but that's what we're doing next week so next week's podcast we're going to be recording a little bit early so uh the question post might go out early because we're doing that early so we can get in enough time to shoot Everything that we need to shoot, mm. which is yeah. quite a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> However, they, obviously, there's still this podcast that's gone out and four lists and mm -hmm. all of the live streams from this week have gone on the VODs channel. So it's not like there's nothing going out. It's just that there's nothing other than the usual. Thing yeah, mm -hmm. no, no bonus shows. Uh, and you're right. There's flipping tons of stuff coming out next week. And also, we've just had a busy few weekends as well. Go check out Warhammer 40k Ranked. Mm. Go check out Why Do Gamers Buy Into The Console Wars from Ashton Matthews. Some excellent and videos. And Kat. Some excellent videos out on the channel currently that you can go and watch. And we've got some other big stuff coming for you before the end of the month as well. Shall we get on with the first question, Peter Austin? Yes, it's from Sarah Keys. Keys, Keys. Keys, Keys. Um, who says, the Activision Blizzard X Microsoft deal has finally gone through. Oh, thank God. Thank the Lord. Yes. How do you feel about it finally being over? And when do you think that we'll start to see the effects of the merger? Was it 16 months? Yeah. yeah. 16 months. It was over well over a year. year. That we've been about talking year about this yeah. bollocks. <laughs> Um, thank you, Sarah, for that bollocks question. Thank you, <laughs> thank you Sarah. Um, I, well, I'm just relieved that it's gone through. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Because when this was first announced 16 months ago or, or however long it was yeah. and people were first talking about it, um, the gut reaction was like, oh, you know, companies getting bigger and absorbing other companies is generally a bad thing mm -hmm. for the consumer because there's less competition and people aren't then playing off against each other, trying to undercut and do better better deals for the consumer. So this can't be good, right? And then just the longer it's gone on, we've just we've got it Stockholm to be over. syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Somehow they've won us over just by not not letting this be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm I'm certainly pleased that it's over. I'm glad that Bobby will have left soon. Yeah. Um, so those are good things. Mm. Goodness knows when we'll start seeing the effects of the merger. The the question is, um, you know, how much are Microsoft going to walk in there and like flip the table and like, you know, tear up old plans and start new ones? Or are they just basically going to say, 
look, whatever you were doing already, carry on. We'll, you know, sort of like manage it a bit, but like you just do what you were doing. And then going forward, when new projects are required, we'll, we'll all work together on that. Um, certainly some of the conversations that we've seen um, in in interviews and like tweets and stuff that have been put out from higher ups at Microsoft, they have made noises as though they want to be relatively hands off and just uh, support some of the developers who work under Activision. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen people saying about like, I think Vicarious Visions was it, who were like basically just moved on to Call of Duty support after having yeah. made some mm. pretty good games in their own right. Uh, I think as as an example, they've been um, kind of flagged as someone who might be able to start doing something again of their own, uh, you know, their own design. So I hope that that happens. That would be nice to kind of free up a few of those talented studios again. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be a while uh, before we see the effects. But who's to say? Maybe, mm. bef- maybe it's only a matter of days before some big announcement happens where they say, hey, you know, this game that's already been announced, it's cancelled. Or, hey, <laughs> we're now announcing this sequel that you didn't think was ever coming. You know, mm. we'll see. I know you have a quote from Philip. Yes. Would you like to tell us about that first? Or Phil. I've got, a, I've got a couple oh, got a couple of Phil Spencer quotes here. One is, uh, is as it pertains to having access to all these franchises that are sort of essentially on ice currently uh, and not being used as, as far as we're aware. Mm-hmm. I feel that we have to be a great custodian for the content that we touch. These are memories from people on different platforms, different decades. And I want to make sure that we're, uh, that, hang on, that when we're going back and visiting something, that we do it with our complete ability, a motivated team that wants to work on something and make a difference, not just create something for financial gain or create for a PR announcement and not deliver on the product. Hmm. So I'm going to start with the teams and what are they passionate about? And that's what I'm, that's why I'm excited to go to these students Studio, go to go on these studio visits and then we'll look at it that was phil uh he also talked about when the games are coming to game pass potentially that looks like they're targeting 2024 this acquisition is definitely long term so the fact that we're not hitting day one with a bunch of games dropping into game pass is a little bit of a downer but i'm very excited about the future and i just want to be straight with people that that's where we are okay um i I'm curious about Microsoft's approach because we've heard that like how they were pretty hands off with Arcane when it came to Redfall and how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, it was talked a bit about then about how like they took, Phil took a lot of responsibility of them not really taking a lot of, paying a lot of attention to the, what the studios were doing and how things were coming along. So maybe we, we will see them being a bit more hands-on than they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm happy that it's done. Um, I'm still not entirely happy that it has happened. Mm-hmm. And like you say, there's still that that like pit of your stomach feeling of like, is it really a good thing? Do we really think that this was positive for the the, the entire um, gaming sphere? Which I, I don't know. We will have to wait and see whether mm-hmm. it does affect things. But we're not going to see much, again, like I said, until 2024 20, earliest. And even then, I don't think we're going to see many like games coming out from Activision Blizzard that have been affected by Microsoft for a good few years. We'll see like games coming out that will have Microsoft's name attached, but whether they were already in place before they got there or not is a different story. Um, I think hopefully we'll see um, some games hitting Game Pass, like say before 2024, maybe the odd thing, the odd like 
Call of Duty or Reignited Trilogy, Reignited Trilogy yeah, for example. Yeah. These things maybe will happen ahead of time. But I mean, I'm not in any rush to see all these Activision games hit Game Pass. I don't know if they all will or just some, but um, it would be interesting to see how they go about using this kind of new power mm. that they have. Um, whether we'll see a lot more vintage Activision Blizzard stuff hitting the Game Pass ahead of new stuff, or if every single new Activision Blizzard game coming out is straight on Game Pass. So mm. we'll have to see. Mm. But i happy it's over-ish, um, and we'll have to see what happens, I think. Yes, yes, we will. Um, much like you, I'd, I'm still not happy about the fact that, that it is happening. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a good thing. It'd probably end up being good for Xbox players, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I am very glad it's over so that we don't have to deal with it anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm I am not sure when we're gonna see the first game because they've got this this is an absurdly huge acquisition that, mm -hmm. that the games industry has never seen before. So obviously it's gonna take some time. You know, it, buying Bethesda was a, a huge deal and then tying the two companies together has obviously taken some time. There have been some casualties from that, Redfall potentially being one of them. Mm -hmm. A company the size of Activision Blizzard King merging with a company the size of Microsoft is going to take a very long time. Mm -hmm. You've already got a lot of functions within ABK, if you will, that are not necessary when they join Microsoft. You've got HR departments, you've got payroll, you've got legal teams, you've got all this sort of stuff that's going to have to be stripped away or consolidated. Some people let go, some people brought in. It's so complex, and that's just the corporate structure. And then when you get into the games themselves, who bloody knows? They've already got a massive stable of studios that, as was the case with Redfall, flags have been raised about their ability mm -hmm. to even manage that. Mm -hmm. So how is it going to work here? I talked on a recent podcast about how they should lean on the expertise of the people within ABK, similar to how uh, Sony has used uh, Bungie to sort of see how they're getting on in their live service department to sort of help perhaps shepherd some of these projects that are going on for years and years and years into not necessarily an annual release schedule as with Call of Duty, but clearly they've got that stuff down. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's not due to inhumane crunch hours, which it may well be, uh, but they've, they've clearly got people there who can shepherd these projects through in a timely manner and a yeah. structure in place. So hopefully they'll be able to use that. Um, Unfortunately, this might not be the last we've heard of this because mm -hmm. the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, they are not going down without a fight. Mm. And while this deal has now officially closed, they are still intending to petition it. Um, let's see what it says here. This is from Reuters. Reuters? I always forget Reuters? how to pronounce it. I, I think I've, I say Reuters, but I don't know. I would say Reuters, but again, it's just a made up word. It is a screwdriver. <laughs> In the United States, the US Federal Trade Commission has also fought the deal. It was talking about Britain before and has an argument sh scheduled before an appeals court on the 6th of December. The agency said on Friday that it remained focused on the appeal. Microsoft and Activision's new agreement with Ubisoft presents a whole new facet to the merger that will affect American consumers, which the FTC will assess as part of its ongoing administrative proceeding, added spokeswoman Victoria Graham. The FTC continues to believe this deal is a threat to competition. Mm -hmm. This was about the Ubisoft edition, wasn't it? That yeah, was but why they were still they've... trying to fight it, weren't they? Even before this. Well, they were before, but this 
because they did this, mm. they've in like gone on to investigate Ubisoft being a part of this because they're not really sure what that is about. How, like how we were confused, like how who is benefiting from this? Yeah. How are they ever going to have enough power to overthrow whether what Microsoft want to do? So yeah, it's kind of weird this Ubisoft thing um, that I feel like has already been forgotten about by you know us I, mm. I, I kind of forgot about this weird Ubisoft yeah, third party stuff when the deal went through they yeah. said like oh well we now you know there'll be streaming stuff happening and mm. you know but. there was an article on their website that clarified nothing yeah. to me at yeah. all yeah. like it was a and a and they asked the question like what does this mean and they went <laughs> I don't. I still don't understand. I'm lost to yourself, please. Yeah. Um. But yeah, maybe we'll start to see some stuff next year. See yes, what happens. Possibly. It's also sixty nine billion dollars. So How are they going to make their money back? Yeah. They can't. They can just put it on Game Pass and hope they attract everyone to Game Pass. Mm. But there's a lot of PS fives out there. If they want to start seeing this money return. They need to just probably, I would assume, continue to sell these games as they are on all platforms, yeah, at so. least for a while. But I don't know. You know, they've got they've got trillions and could quazillions of dollars. So How are they ever going to make sixty nine billion dollars back? I don't know. No idea. Even with a company as big as Activision. But I don't even like. I could, don't think I could name that many of their franchises that make loads and loads and loads of money. Guitar no. Hero was, I think, the first series to pass a billion dollars, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So that's, I mean, Bobby wants it back, and so does James Corden. Yeah, so, James yeah. Corden really wants <laughs> it back. James really wants so it. maybe we see some Guitar Hero again. But I think we're past the age of plastic tats, so they're going to have to come up with something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Would you? I think people would still like a little a, bit of plastic tat. plastic guitar? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If um, <laughs> VR tracking gets down to like really responsive finger movements, you mm. could just air guitar it. But oh at God, the moment, you, you yeah. would not be able to. Dis well, some of the very top end tech yeah. can, can track that kind of Make stuff. Make it like Jackbox. Use your smartphone. I don't yeah. know. It's not. Yeah, as, it's not like, as visceral, is it? Just yeah. like tingling on your phone. It's not nearly as fun. No. Who, who knows? We. Um, it will. It remains to be seen. It does. the The one other thing is like it's so interesting. If you imagine like a like a, a supermarket acquisition or something, like Sainsbury's buy ASDA or whatever. Mm. Um, in fact, I think they are owned by the same company. But anyway, uh, at least with that, the the product and the the kind of the day to day running of that company is like probably within a week or two, any given supermarket has like restocked everything and is mm. selling it and restocked and selling it. Whereas when when you're buying game studios, you're talking about a product that takes maybe five years to put together, yeah, uh, millions of dollars going into it, then you're releasing it. So it's not like if you if you buy a supermarket, you can go in and like, yeah, within a few weeks or months, you can probably make changes that are quite easy to implement. But mm. when you've got these, when you're coming in to an acquisition and there's like, they're like two and a half years into the next whatever spyro game for example mm. what do you do with that if you do have opinions on that do you do you say i don't think this is a good idea and do you cancel it or mm. do you say do you just think oh well that's there's too much money in that now already we better just let it go like mm. there are some big decisions to be made and because the products are so big and have such a long time span to be put together it's uh, it must be a difficult thing to walk into that and just see all this yeah. work in progress and wonder what to do with it yeah mm -hmm. 
Mm. He's not going to walk in and go, right, everyone's making Spyro games now. Yeah. No. Or he might. Maybe he will. Yeah. Next year we'll be like we'll seven Spyro games. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, I would love to play a Spyro game. If only there was a section where I could talk about, you know, the things that I've been playing. Oh, know. boy. Aren't you lucky? Oh, I've come up with it. Brand new this week. Brand new? What? Yeah. It's called What We Playing. Oh. It's What We Playing time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter. Yes. What have you been playing? I've not actually played very much at all, partly because we're we're one day less on recording. And on top of that, I have had uh, my mother-in-law staying at my house. How exciting. Which, you know, according to stereotypes is... Uh, oh, mother-in-law's at home. Have you had a terrible time? I must stay at the office until 9pm and go home <laughs> when it's bedtime. Uh, no, I've not had a terrible time. I've had a very nice time. Good. But she... She's not the she's not the gaming type. She's not no. really a bossaroo. Uh, so, oh, right. although I did play a bit of since the last podcast, I played a little bit of Blood Dragon, um, and I did. We had one attempt at playing Jackbox. Um, I only have like two party packs, so we just did party pack one, and we were doing some drawful and stuff, and uh, it was fun. Like it wasn't like we're all sitting around not having a good time, but it's not. I don't think it entered into regular evening entertainment. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, instead, we've been just kind of going out for, for food and watching TV and stuff and just chit-chatting and, and things like that. So um, so not not done a lot. Bit of Jackbox, and that's kind of it. So when you said earlier in the podcast, have we been playing games? I thought, no, not really. <laughs> um, but that's that's me. Um, by the time this goes out, I probably will have played Spider-Man, but we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yes. Well, do you know what, Peter? Yeah. When Ben asked me as well, yeah. I struggled because I haven't played a single thing this week. <laughs> oh, my God. I think Are you guys is... hedgy wedgies or what? Yeah. I think this is the first time that we've recorded a podcast where I've not played anything. Mm. But since the last podcast, I just really, it's just really not been something I wanted to do. Mm. I've been very hormonal this week and I, everything I've thought about playing, I've been like, no, I don't want to. It's just going to annoy me. <laughs> I can't do this right now. So all I've done is watch Grey's Anatomy every <laughs> single night this yeah. week. Just mad Grey's Anatomy. How, I've watched like two seasons. And how many episodes are there in a season? Like 20. And how long are those episodes? Like 45 minutes. Oh my God, Ashton, that's so <laughs> like, much Like that's all I've done. And uh, I was away this weekend visiting my parents for my mother's birthday. So it was mm. very family weekend this weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not played nothing. What would have been better is if you'd come over to my house mm. and you three watch Grey's Anatomy. And yeah, and you could have gone and played, yeah, some played some games. Yeah, True. Gosh, you could have done. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Mm. Well, don't worry, guys, because I found time to play games. You've played three persons worth of games. Yeah. I've only played you better have. two games. Uh, one of them was Blair Witch, which I played as uh, on a charity stream on Friday when I got utterly Wonkered, oh as dear. they say. William Wonkered. William yeah. Wonkered, and I can't remember a single thing about I that game. I played oh, no. that game, like, it must have been about two, no, it must have been about three years ago now, on around Halloween. Yeah. And I remember getting to a point and being absolutely baffled by what I was supposed to do. Right. And I think I also was drinking at the time, and I think I also got pretty wonkered that I also couldn't figure <laughs> out what was happening. the only way to play that game. Yeah. It's it's a blooper team game. It's quite yeah. spooky at the beginning. It, it yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember that you can customize the dog. Which well, is yeah, you can customize the dog. It's all it's all recorded. Hours worth of it is. You can watch it. Back I if you yeah. want to genuinely thought should I not? Should I even put this on the internet? And then I thought, you know what? I don't think. I think I was. I think I was well behaved. I was just immediately sick after the stream. Oh, <laughs> oh really? God. Yeah. Oh my god. I didn't have any food, and I was drinking out of. You remember when we went to go and see? Um, what was it called? Not the disaster. The room. 
The room, yeah, yeah. And they had and those, those two pint mega plastic cups. cups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kept them. And so I was drinking alcohol out of the t- the mega cups, but not like beer, vodka. Yeah. And um and uh, yeah, it was it did not end very well for me. Saturday was a complete write off. <laughs> and then um, Sunday I was helping to level the patio mm-hmm. in the garden and also sawing up some horrendous pallet furniture that was left by the previous owners of the Mm -hmm. house so that I could use it as firewood. I couldn't think of doing anything worse the hungover than than putting the patio well, down. Unfortunately, oh, it was the day Sunday, after. So I had a Sorry. break. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I felt like a new man on Sunday. <laughs> Saturday, though, I was like on another planet. <laughs> I wasn't hungover, but you know when you're just, your brain is like, it's sick. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. I shouldn't be allowed to drive. Mm-hmm. I like, I went to B&M. Home bargains mm. is that two shops? Two different. Yeah. Two different. I went shops. to B and M bargains, right? And uh, and like I, it, honestly, I I was floating <laughs> through that shop, and there it was so bright, out of body experience. There's so many yeah. people there. I spent like forty five minutes in the toy aisle just looking at Spider Man. <laughs> like <laughs> that's great. I would love one of those. And then and then bought like a, a toilet brush or something and left. Yeah. Uh, it was a great day. Anyway, besides clean the sick. Yeah. Beside, beside that, uh, I did finish Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. And that was like the focus of uh, of the weekend was just to get through that game. Mm-hmm. And um I got in a text message immediately after Ben had finished it. Yeah. I was like, hang on, what is oh, this yeah, ending? Of the crazy ending. Yeah. This is Ball hips. I had to get Fraser to explain it to me because I, because Kieran finished it as well, like a few days after I did. And he must have been talking to Kieran, uh, Fraser about it before I came in. Mm. And I was like, what happened? What was it all about? And apparently, if you hadn't watched, Val- if you haven't played Valhalla all the way to the end, you weren't going to figure, you weren't going to no, know really. what was Even going on. Even if you did, because I finished Valhalla and I was baffled. Oh, by you the were baffled. Too- well, Fraser yeah. had to send me a message to tell me everything that what it was happening because I had no idea. And you sent me that message, and yeah. I was like, this still doesn't. Yeah. Really this is mm-hmm. uh, so. I watched a I watched a condescending man on YouTube explain it to me, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I see what they were going for, but also stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop this, please. This is stupid. Now, how? Yeah. Is anyone who isn't like who hasn't got a degree or a doctorate in a in Assassin's Creed BS yeah. gonna understand what's going on? It I could have just been baffled. a nice story that ended, you know, about yeah. Basim, the the assassin from Baghdad, but no. It had to go weird, didn't My it? My personal favorite moment was this like real GCSE drama moment mm-hmm. where like they were facing each other and they were like doing the movements at the same time. Yes. And I was like, was come on, GCSE drama, let's A star. go. A star for that. Did we, you like the game though? Um, I liked the game for the most part. It definitely feels like, um, I, th- I, I did see this reflected in a number of reviews and I, I completely agree, which is that it's a return to its roots, but like mm. warts and all. Mm. So tailing missions, stop that. I hate them. You right, can't, yeah. you can't, I'm so, t- it's 2023. Why am I having to follow someone really slowly and then hide in a bush while they, for some reason, turn around yeah. and stare behind them for 15 seconds and then carry on their way? Yeah. And then if you get caught, you have to do it all again. And they did that as like one of the final missions. And yeah. I was like, are you joking? But you have to, if you fail it, then you have to go back to a bench, wait till the next day and then do it again. This guy doesn't remember you. No. For some reason. Right, it's yeah. the same guy. Yeah. He doesn't remember you the next day. You're sat on the bench at his workplace as you have been for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I also just tried, I really tried to be a stealthy assassin, right? I really tried. And it might be user error. It possibly is. But like I would sneak my way into this base and then someone would spot me and then everyone would come after me. I would like brutally 
murder mm-hmm. 15 men and then hide in a bush and they go, guess he's not here. We shouldn't raise an alarm or warn the guy he's, that we're yeah. protecting, though. So that's fine. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of, like, tonal dissonance I where it doesn't really make a lot of sense. The stealth was actually really hard in that game. Like, okay. a lot of the time I was getting caught and I was like, what do you, what do, I'm in, I'm on the roof. What do you mean you can see me? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then, you like, go out of their line of sight and they're like, I know where you are. It's yeah. Like, How old do you know where I am? Yeah. I found a lot of the times I was getting caught, mm. but. Yeah. It got easier the more tools I unlocked. Yeah. So you get like a blow dart that you can put sleeping stuff in. It's like, mm. this is, a ranged weapon is really useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that actually makes a big difference. But you don't get a lot of that stuff until later on. Yeah. Um, and st- the traversing again still I found quite annoying, especially when I was trying to be sneaky. Like I'm trying to, you get caught on, an, on a ledge or something, or I'm trying to vault over something and he just sort of stands on it. And it's like, get down, get down. And he's, he's not. And like the the sort of the mm. we're aware of you meter is yeah. getting bigger. I'm like, get down. What yeah. are you doing? And he's just sort of pivoting around like, please get off the sandbags yes. and hide in the bush. Uh, but, you know, I enjoyed it. I think if it was longer, I, I my patience would have really been tested. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was as as a as someone who wouldn't necessarily describe themselves as an as an Assassin's Creed fan. I thought it was largely forgettable. Uh, didn't really care for what was going on. I suppose that's the nature of prequels uh, because you already know ultimately what the outcome is going to be. But it was it was a return to form, as I said, warts and all. But I do think there's some there's some stuff in there that's really really good and. Fans of Assassin's Creed will probably really like it. Ass heads. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think the thing about it that uh, like is annoying, because we talked about this the other day, is that like if you've not played Valhalla, which is a massive game all the way through, then the end of Mirage makes no sense. Mm. And then like even if you have played it, it still doesn't make that much sense. And you think like if you were to kind of rejoin the Assassin's Creed franchise yeah, in the next game. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was like, I didn't play Valhalla, but this one seems smaller. Why do why would I need to finish big game that comes afterwards? Surely it won't be that confusing. I know where he ends up. Mm. And it's like, well, I'm lost and I've got to have this very in-depth knowledge of the law of a previous game to understand it which I don't feel like it's ever relied that much on before there's been like the future stuff has sometimes been like you're here now because this happened in the other game or this is happening in the future but like it's never really felt that important in the grand scheme of things it's a shame because like in a sense it's such a golden kind of um, style or template where they can go to any period of history anywhere in the world and just tell an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And all right, they have to somehow try and tie it to the assassin idea. But I mean, even if they like went a bit wild and said like, all right, we know it's called Assassin's Creed, but the next one's just about like, you know, a, a warrior or mm-hmm. whatever. They could probably Or a Viking. Or a Viking. Yeah, well, Val- exactly. Val- or yeah. a Viking. Valhalla who, didn't have you play as yeah, an assassin. Who, no. met, who met some assassins. And, and then put the it. blade on the back of his hand. And yeah. The, and then like the, the what's it called? The the underling assassin was like, he can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he exactly. So like that, that's my point. Like if, if they could, they could go anywhere in history and even just loosely tie it into the assassin's theme. Um, but, and, and that could be it. And it could just be a really interesting game. You never know where they're going to go next in the sequel. Yeah. Uh, but then they just have to sort of bog it down with like, mm. you know, the Templar story and like sometimes the future stuff. Mm. Not this time. I miss Desmond. But yeah. 
I miss Desmond Miles. Why was his dad at the beginning Desmond, of this personally. one? Do you not? No, I mean... I was interested I, in I was his... In, well, that's the thing. In I, his story. That I was liked the it. only time the future stuff was remotely intriguing mm. I did. I did like it. I don't, I'm not saying like, oh, that was rubbish and I'm glad he's not around. But I'm just saying like, I think they could just make a, a simple series of games where it's just history simulator and you just go to different time periods mm. and do interesting things and maybe occasionally the, it ties into the assassins yeah. like mm. guild thing but yeah i think it it's kind of amazing really that they can continue to have people finish their games and go what what's going on <laughs> ashton do you want to read question two yeah we're, we're like sure. sorry we're sorry sorry in, sorry. in this discussion uh, josh lees asked good day bap Given that the generally favourable reviews AC Mirage is getting for its return to the series' classic gameplay, do you think we'll see more of this? And what series could benefit from doing so? Cheers, Josh Lees. Thank you, Thank Josh. You, Josh. Yeah, we're, we're basically already talking about this, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. We've, we've hopped right in. Um, to, to be clear, it seems to have sold well, but they're being really vague mm. about what they're saying. They said... Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is Ubisoft's biggest launch in terms of sales when considering solely PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Now... There's you a lot can, of caveats. You can that, try and decipher that, but it seems they're really happy with how it's sold, mm. and that's great. I have heard from some Assassin's Creed fans that they are not happy at all about it being smaller. That they feel that oh, even I though it was a, a £50 game, which is not a £70 game, that they expect a lot more bang for their buck, a lot, a lot more duration, because mm. that's the standard they've set over the past mm. couple of games. Yeah. yeah, I guess, I mean, it's... It's different, really, isn't it, given that the last few games have been so big and open world and the kind of the way that Ubisoft have been getting their big worlds in every single franchise that they've got. Yeah. But I do I don't think it's a bad thing that it's smaller. I think that, you know, it's sold as a prequel game and that's what it is. And it's kind of a glorified DLC if you read the comments on it too much. But um, I think that, like, I don't think it's that big bit deal that it's smaller it's still over 20 hours of gameplay mm -hmm. which is a decent amount of time and i mean i'm fine with it being smaller and presumably they can you know turn them around quicker going forward if they continue to do games of that size which yeah. they might not they might yeah. you know this might have been a little just a oh let's do a smaller one before we go back to bigger ones but mm -hmm. um yeah you know as you were saying ben about activision and microsoft um perhaps turning games around a little bit quicker um if they use that expertise I'd be up for Ubisoft doing the same thing, um, mm. personally. Yeah, I would, as, as you guys were saying, I would love to visit as many interesting time periods as mm. possible. And if we're looking at uh, several multi-year waits before going to, admittedly, you mean you, you cannot fault Ubisoft's open worlds in terms of their historical intrigue. Like no. these, these places they create are unbelievable. Mirage was fascinating to 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 be in, you know, mm -hmm. and, and experience, and that is something that they always absolutely knock out of the park. But I want to see more, and I want to see them not necessarily more regularly, but maybe more regularly. But you know, the the interest in the series may only dwindle the longer it takes for them to get these games out. But you know, the 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 bigger the time between these games. Mm. Games are getting more and more complicated. Obviously, the, these these things take a lot of time to put together. But I really do think there's there's something to be said for making smaller experiences like this. It's just trying to maybe get Assassin's Creed fans on board, Assassin's Creed fans who are fans of the bigger games, and saying, hey, so uh, we're just going to make 20-hour games from now, and uh, we would like... Uh, 70 pounds from you please mm. when they have been conditioned over several years and several games to expect these 
just enormous games. Yeah. Uh, and that that's going to be tough. I would assume that they're going to go back to doing massive ones Probably. and then these smaller ones every so often. But yeah, in terms of what they could change, I think um, the future stuff needs to stop. Mm. The future stuff has to stop. I mean, Assassin's Creed 2 was quite big in terms of like lengthwise. Like it had like four different maps that were... I, they weren't as big as Baghdad, but they were still like of a decent size. And I do think that maybe, I mean, this one is obviously one of the smaller ones that they've made and I'm fine with that, but it does definitely feel like the shorter one, even going back further than the most recent kind of ginormous ones. Yeah. But like I say, it's not always a bad thing. And I think if the story had been more interesting and if the... Basically, if it's sort of a bit more interesting, I think it would have been fine that it's a bit shorter. But I think that that kind of just wasn't as deep as some of the other stuff that you got going on in the other games. So that was a big shame. But I would like to see them kind of carry on, like you say, with these smaller things mm. and the future stuff. But it's not even just the future stuff. It's past stuff yeah. as well. Right. Like this game didn't, there was no point where you went into the future. Um, there was no secondary character that you kind of flash forward to, like in Valhalla, how you found those weird glitches and you played as girl. Yeah, um, whatever her name was. Yeah. Layla, was that her name? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, For like brief moments. There's none of that. It's literally just all in Baghdad. And then there's just references to the, the past stuff that has been referenced throughout the series. So I, I don't even know if you need the future stuff anymore. I thought the world ended in the last game. Like that's what I thought happened having not finished it. Mm. That was the like the vibe I was given at the beginning of yeah. the last game. Like the sun is exploding. The world is going to end. So in my mind, it's done. However, apparently Basim's gonna be the new future character, like who's getting inanimate and remembering stuff. It's all very strange. Again, doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I yeah, I don't really need any sci-fi rubbish. You get the impression that they sort of know that because they've definitely, it feels like there's been less and less of it. Mm. You know, yeah. even in Valhalla, it was like, oh, we we really want to just, here's a bit of future, just, just okay, now we'll go back to the game, don't we? We'll go back to the oh, game. Yeah. Please come and hang out at our cabin. Yeah. Um, I don't want look, to. Eivor's here. He's dead, but he's here. Yeah. Or she's here. Mm. And, you know, they would just like give you what little they could get away with forcing upon you. Yeah. And then in this one, there's nothing at all. So. Is that a trend they'll continue to follow or not? Maybe. I mean, they're leaning more and more into their own mythology, which is the confusing. Right. So this man on YouTube, when I was looking it up. Right, oh, yeah. The he basically said, I'm not going to spoil the ending of Mirage, just to be perfectly clear. But but like essentially, there was a lot of stuff in Valhalla that took place in uh, like actual Norse mythology. Like, yeah. there were those, that was the essential, essentially the future stuff that you could do, like the optional bit. And Eivor was Odin... And Basim was Loki, and various characters from Valhalla had had versions of themselves playing these gods. And apparently, you know, there's like that forerunner race that they keep bumping into, mm. like the old ones. Yeah, those are the inspiration for all of humanity's mythologies. Right, and so they're represented in various forms, and it all ties in in kind of confusing ways. So, uh, Ivor, Eivor is actually odin reborn but not odin the the old forerunner thing Who that was in, interpreted as odin mm. by the ancient norse or something yeah it's like this is interesting 
but my my dudes, your games are so big that most players never see this stuff yeah. and, and don't understand it. And you cannot rely too heavily on that because you are you are losing us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think your games are really good. I just wish they were a bit more focused. How can they be? It just baffles me that they can be that company or that you know that the series can be that series yeah but it can also be the series that is used in schools to teach about viking yeah. history and has like a model of notre dame that was considered it might have been useful for the reconstruction i think in the end they used some like laser photo photometry stuff instead mm. but um you know they were like oh maybe we could use the assassin's creed model of notre dame cathedral yeah. that would be really handy those two things like you could just go with the really cool history simulator thing mm. and have a really good series. But there doesn't need to be an overriding. No. At the end of the day, unless it's a direct sequel, like, uh, you know, or, or you've got an alternative character like Desmond Miles who goes between a few different yeah, games. Yeah, that could, could work. They don't have to be connected at all. No. We yeah. know that the Assassins and the Templars have been around forever. Well, yeah. Layla was in a few, a few of them because I think she? she was in Origins as well. And then, I, I don't know, I didn't play Odyssey or Black Flag, but I think she was definitely in Origins and she was in Valhalla. So she's obviously like part of the gang in terms of like she's been in a few, yeah. but it's never been established, well, for the average gamer who picks up and puts down an Assassin's Creed game depending on the, the area. Um, like it's never really that clear with Desmond at the beginning of the games you were established like he is in the animus the reason he's here is because he's in this thing and it's his ancestor yeah. and you're like okay that makes sense yeah. and then you have like she's just can go in anyone because she can that's why she's in a viking and was also in a guy from Egypt and uh, that's just how it is she's going to have to accept right. it right. so I do think that like they've kind of they feel like they finished their narrative and then we're like, how do we carry this on? Mm. Um, this stuff's also going on at the same time. Yeah. So it's all a bit strange. Um, and I do think it's fine to have an assassin's like narrative that continues through history of like the assassins were first in Egypt and then they were in the Middle East and then they moved to Europe. Like it makes sense to have this narrative of like what happened to the assassins order and there's always going to be Templars. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be this other order that's fighting them in the shadows at all times. But I just don't, like you say, it doesn't need the future stuff anymore. We've kind of moved past that. We know what the format of an Assassin's Creed game is, the assassins and the bad guys, and you're trying to bring freedom to whatever area you're in. It just, that's what we know it happens. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of what they've done with this. Um, hopefully less future slash past slash sci-fi bollocks. Yes. Maybe, fingers crossed. I, I really like... Assassin's Creed. Mm. I ha obviously have taken a big break from the games and we've been very critical on this podcast just because they're so huge and yeah. they don't yeah. need to be this huge. But I genuinely do think that this is this is the last hurdle to them finding like an optimal middle ground mm. is, is, is shedding some of this stuff or just making it a bit easier to understand. Yeah. In Assassin's Creed 2, I was fascinated by this sort of like weird thing that it was teasing yeah. that like the the pope was hiding or mm. something it's like what what is this this is like playing into some dan brown stuff yeah, i'm really yeah. interested and it sort of exploded into this convoluted admittedly some people do understand it but i know for a fact that i am not the only person who finished assassin's creed mirage and went what well there's another one right here what? yeah i am me, me as well and i looked at the comments under the video that i watched of the man who told me what was going on and everyone was like 
Shame they ended it that way because I didn't have a bloody clue what was going on. Yeah. It doesn't need it. And their next game is rumored to be that one that's set during the witch trials or something. Yeah, Hexen. Haven't they got... Project Hex. Because they've got the other one that's set in feudal... Is it China or Japan? Jade. Jade is Red, is it called or something? I think there's feudal Japan, medieval China, and Salem witch trials. All sound great. Yeah. Yeah. All of them just need the central sort of plot thrust, which is assassins are in the shadows, you get brought in as an assassin after Templar Big Bad, who's in a position of power, does something terrible to you. He's got a MacGuffin that he's chasing. Mm-hmm. You need to stop him. Yeah. And yes, you, it could get tiring doing the same thing over and over again. But like that, that's kind of all you'd need. But you right? add variety in the location yeah, exactly. and yeah, the storyline. Like we, whenever you play an Assassin's Creed game, you know how it's going to play. Like things haven't changed from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but you're interested in, in the area and the story and the character more than you are like potentially the gameplay. So like, people come back to Call of Duty all the time. It's the same gameplay, but it's interesting because you're in a different time yeah, period. you're shooting or, different people. Yeah, you're shooting mm-hmm. a different bad person. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Any series that you think would yeah, benefit from Josh's going back other to question, the wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I do have an answer for this, and it kind of ties into our thoughts about Assassin's Creed as well. But given what you've just said about at least you maintain interest by killing different people in yeah. different games, I you know I can kind of see why the Halo series has mm. gone the way that it's gone. Um, personally, I dropped off after Halo Four because they introduced new people to shoot at. The, the forerunners and the didact, what were they called? The Pr- Prometheans, I think they were called. Um, it was like a whole new faction. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I preferred it when it was just, I am Master Chief. Mm. And here is a like a conglomerate of alien species who just, they just want to like invade the earth and take over the, the galaxy essentially. And also there are these like weapons in space that they might be using. I thought that was interesting and I thought it was presented really well and it was a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. And then they introduced all this like bollocks and <laughs> there weren't that many other human characters around because Chief was like lost in space. Um, and there are now humans back again, but they've still got all these Prometheans in there and it's it's just got overcomplicated again because mm-hmm. they that also has like this, you know, this whole bunch of forerunner you know, um, kind of uh, the species of, who came before the humans and strange mythic history. And it's just like, I just want to, I just want to fight like the little ones and the big ones, you know, mm. the grunts and the elites. I want to yeah. hit them. And uh, that's why I dropped off it. And I know the most recent one was like intentionally trying to recapture some of the kind of original trilogy. And so perhaps they are going back towards their roots. But to me, it still felt like, I didn't like the fact that you were just off on this like lost uh, floating construct in space. Like I, d- I want to be on earth with with a bunch of Marines and, and some alien invaders, you know, mm-hmm. just something a bit more, a bit less high concept personally. Mm. Yeah. Much the same with things getting overcomplicated. Mm. I would like the Borderlands series to tone it back a bit um, obviously Borderlands 2 is like the elite example of what a Borderlands game is however I do think I really enjoyed the simplicity of the first Borderlands in that you four are hunting to get to the vault first because you want the goodies that are inside and then you encounter various things along your way other enemies that want to get the 
the vault and, and like the big bads, the kind of the various people that you encounter was always the most interesting thing. And I didn't hate that we were traveling to different uh, planets in Borderlands 3. I just think everything got very overcomplicated. Mm. There was, you know, all these, all these vaults, all these things that were happening. And it's like, I don't really understand why we had to add all this stuff in. And that like... I think lost a lot of people. And aside from like people getting unnecessarily angry at a child in the game, um, yeah. which I still to this day do not understand. Um, I just think it would be nice to kind of go back to its roots. I don't know if we'll get another Borderlands. I'm not sure if they'll make another one. I mean, it's their best doing like best selling franchise, but I just I don't I don't I almost don't see them making another one. I don't know why. It just doesn't seem like the ne- the, the sensible thing to do. I wonder what they do. do if they stop. Well, exactly. You know? Well, well, I wonder what they do if they stop, but also I wonder what they do for a fourth game. Mm, yeah. Because they like basically were like done now. It's done. You've been to loads of planets. There's no more vaults. Everyone's favorite character Lilith has finally completed her arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's funny because like in both of those examples in Borderlands and Halo Probably the reason they're not still, they haven't just been doing it like the from the, the style, from their roots, mm. from then until now, is because they reach a point where they're like, we need to mix this up. You know, mm. We want to keep keep older people. We need to start doing some crazy stuff. And they start doing the crazy stuff. And then you reach this point years later, and it's me and you saying, I wish it was like the first one. Or yeah. The one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and would we actually be saying that if, that's all it had ever been? Or would we be saying, it's a bit stale now, isn't it? It's just Chief mm. fighting the Covenant or it's just it's just going to a vault all the time. I mean, I don't think that they could have done the same, like, another vault on Pandora no, for the, copy, the third but... one. But I do think that they kind of, they lost the simplest, the simple mm. charm of yeah, the first yeah. two I games. I agree. But I yeah, agree. you might be to, right. We might have been like... There to retain that, I think, without yeah. overcomplicating. Yeah, exactly. We need a compelling bad guy. That's a problem that yeah. they have. They have a bad guy problem in Borderlands. I didn't hate the bad guys. In like Borderlands I, 3? Yeah, I didn't think they were I that just, bad. I mean, they obviously weren't as good as Handsome Jack, but I really didn't think they were as bad as everyone was making them out. Maybe they weren't, but I just, I, I didn't care. No. So I just didn't follow, care. I suppose. It's so yeah. hard. Yeah, really hard. Um, I mean, you you guys have both given really good suggestions there, and I, I'm really struggling to think of one. Honestly, I think if we weren't already talking about Assassin's Creed, it probably would have been Assassin's Creed. Mm. Like yeah. as, as a series, that I think has just has has ballooned in size, and the quality is still there. That there, there can be no doubt. It's just that it, it was too much game for me, and this was the right amount of game for me. But there's obviously places where they can improve upon the formula i'm very excited to see what they do next the idea of a witch trials um setting for a game is fascinating yeah, to me I like really i would i would love to see that like i want to play as i go mm-hmm. please 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 let not have to choose between boy or girl please just let give me girl character please Every you time want to you want just, I want just, just want them character. to be like the the, the character is yeah. a woman. Yeah, yeah. Give me that, please. I mean, I that would be really cool the, for the, the witch trials. Yeah, exactly. How sick would that be? Um, so sick is the answer to my own question. Killed as well for being for, you know, during the witch trials. Yeah, but, I uh, bet it'll be him, won't yeah, it? Be that guy. Hate that guy. Um, <laughs> but um, maybe they know, unfortunately, that if. It was only you were only able to play as a boy, uh, a girl. That mm-hmm. some of the the stinky don't care slash Assassin's Creed boys. Be stinky, be sad. I yeah, don't care. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. But, uh, be stinky, be sad. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm really interested to hear what uh, actual 
Assassin's Creed fans who are obsessed with uh, with the story and have played all the recent ones think about the new one and mm-hmm. whether you're outraged about how short it is for the for the price and what you think of the future stuff and where they can go next. Let us know in the comments below, of course. It's time, though, to get a little bit strange up in here. Oh, it was a big discussion that, wasn't it? Was. It really was. I had a great time talking about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Me too. Uh, a little bit peculiar. Mm, uh, and up to date and current. It's, it's time for... Weird News. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. It's weird news time. Time to talk about some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit weird video game news to us by responding to the post that goes out on Facebook and Twitter. Except on a, this Not week. this week. Tuesday. Uh, usually on a Tuesday, but the post didn't go out, unfortunately. It was scheduled and it didn't go out. That's our bad. So we've sourced our own weird news. However, if you'd like to guarantee it, what's up? My phone buzzed. Sorry. No, sorry. The it phone buzzed. buzzed. And it was right next to a microphone. I think maybe it might You be. might have heard it. It was just Alex asking if everyone wanted to go to Tesco for lunch. So <laughs> Tesco for lunch? No, I don't need to, but uh, that's what it was. Okay. okay. All right. Fair enough. I want to go to Tesco for lunch. Well, you're not allowed. <laughs> no. You've got to do your homework first. Mm-hmm. He's going at 20 to 12. What's he doing? Students. He's a madman. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> Something about there's no weird games. If you want to. News post. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at the appropriate tier and become a podcast producer just like G.Y. Goliath, Nicole Hansen, Duncan Wilson, Katie Garrett, or Jared, Eric C.U., Potato Shack 99, Neurodivergers, Melody L. Bonnet, Nexus Polaris, Uh, Gabrielle Philippink. Uh, Blake Thomas Janet Wicks and Great Giggity thank, thank you podcast, podcast producers and welcome Neurodivergers I haven't seen your name before. no it's no, a new right, name I well, think I've seen the name before but not in the podcast producers welcome, welcome welcome thank you for your support Peter do you have some weird news I do this was sent to us by at that Peter Austin on Twitter <laughs> oh um, it's nintendolife.com <gasps> random random one <laughs> New Wii U was apparently sold in the US last month. Oh. Who said the system was dead? Question mark. Uh, Nintendo did. (laughs) Written by Liam Doolan. Um, There was reportedly one new Wii U sold in the US last (laughs) month. 
and it was the first time a new Wii U has been sold in this location since May 2022. Wow. wow. Over a year ago. Where was it? Well, this sales data comes from Circana, formerly the NPD Group, via industry analyst Matt Piscatella. Uh, what does it mean exactly? Not much, but it is admittedly a surprise that there's still some new stock floating about. When asked about the sale, Piscatella elaborated on how Circana acquires and processes individual stores. Oh, I'm falling asleep this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to Nintendo's official sales data, the Wii U sold just over 13 million units in its lifetime. Earlier this month, the company announced it would be ending online play for this generation of hardware in early April 2024. So perhaps this played a part in the latest sale. It doesn't say, though, where exactly it was sold, just in the US. Oh, mm. So someone bought one where it could have been at, at a mom and pop shop or maybe it was at a big budget, big yeah. budget, big, big, what's it called? Big, well, the big retailer's called Big, big Box, Farmer. Big Box Store. Yeah. Big, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what they're called. Walmart, right? Big Box Store. Is that yeah. what they're called? I don't know. Americans. Hello? Chain. Big Box. Big Box. <laughs> big Box. Big Box. CNN bargains. No, we, you in Big Box. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. You're I welcome. have some... My own hair is bothering me. I have some weird news. It comes wow. from PC Gamer by Harvey Randall. Um, Van Gogh Museum forced to stop distributing special Pikachu cards after scalpers storm the gates. Oh, and no. then in quotes, we take the safety and security of visitors and staff very seriously. What is wrong with Pokemon fans? The Pokemon company would instead be selling the cards online. Stormed the gate. Yeah, because people are horrible and bad. It's for children. Yes. Late last month, the Van Gogh, the Van Gogh, Gogh Museum in Amsterdam opened a special exhibit in partnership with Pokemon, celebrating its 50th anniversary. And in a move that was a little unwise in hindsight, also offered a limited edition Pikachu card in the style of Go of Goes. <laughs> Goch's. Goch's piece. <laughs> Self-portrait with grey felt hat. Um, the intent was to make fun, family-friendly event for children and Pokemon fans alike, exposing them to... Do you know how I'd say children and Pokemon fans alike? <laughs> not the same. They're not the same. Um, exposing them to art history with a marketable carrot on a stick. Unfortunately, the same carrot drew out scalpers from their hives to make a quick buck. Would-be collectors swarmed the museum, jostling for a chance to pawn the thing on eBay. The fan response was overall appalled, but not surprised. Joe Merrick... Of of fan website Cerebi aptly commented that the storm was that the storm was why can't we have nice things hmm. what yeah I don't know that, but okay yeah. Twitch streamer Dash Hound Wizard later wrote that the event was a disaster serving as a stark reminder of human greed and lust oh Wow. Yeah. Profound. Yeah. Now, as spotted by VGC, the museum has officially called curtains on the promotion altogether. A statement on the site's FAQs reads, the Van Gogh Museum and the Pokemon Company International take the safety and security of visitors and staff very seriously. Recently, a small group of individuals has created an undesirable situation that has led us to take the difficult decision to remove the Pikachu with grey felt hat promo card from the museum. In this way, visitors will be able to experience the social, uh, this special collection of Pokemon paintings and the rest of the museum in a safe and enjoyable manner. Want to know how much they're going for on eBay? Yep. But, oh, yeah. At the low end, you've got £63. And if I sort it by highest, because I think some people have put it in that, you know, prison, the plastic prison. Yeah, mm. which is, just <laughs> makes no sense. It's yeah. a plastic prison. 7,000 pounds! 7,000. No, that's, an, that's a bundle Idiot. of eight. Oh. Oh, so that's a bargain, is it? Idiot. Yeah. Uh, 1,500 for 10 of them. 
So people have literally gone in and just... 15 if you buy this for fifteen hundred pounds, if you buy that, you're stupid. Yeah. You're stupid, stupid, stupid. If you buy that, ten for a thousand, and I hate you. Uh, eight for a thousand. Oh, yeah. Do you know how much they just cost to buy? Go on, thirty dollars. Oh, you idiots! Ridiculous. Um, yeah, the company later announced that the card will be available for purchase online via the Pokemon Center site, as long as you spend over thirty dollars on Pokemon products, of course. Okay. Um, you get that wiggly yeah. tough toy or whatever it is, the one that mm. looks like a Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, one can use their best judgment on whether there is an attempt to make more money off a depressing fiasco or a necessary buy-in to stem the tide of people who thought gate-crashing an event for children, fans, and families was appropriate. Either way, it'd be interesting to see whether this calms your ongoing eBay flogging. At the time of writing, the card's value seems to have stabilized at $190. Getting the card and $30 worth of Pokemon merchandise is definitely the better deal, but I fear stocks will just vanish due to opportunist with the deep pockets and we'll just be back to square one again. Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. And then they've, they've said that they're sorry for the poor staff had to put up with this nonsense. Mm, yeah, absolutely. But um, you can still go to the event, which is running through till January. So if you are in Amsterdam and fancy looking at some Pokemans, mm. uh, you can do that until January. Stop it, everyone. Nice. You did this with the Happy Meals and now you ruined art as well. Do you remember when people did this about Rick and Morty's Szechuan, Szechuan sauce? sauce? Yes, yeah. regrettably. I literally hate people yeah and not to generalize but they're nearly always men oh yeah you need to calm Normal down arm, yeah. all right mm -hmm. yeah. get a life go outside stop it everyone please behave yourselves it's not thank hard. you i've got some weird news submitted by me mm -hmm. uh, this is also pc gamer by andy chalk oh i didn't tell who submitted mine it was me oh, was it too. yeah uh, at scramble dash never. on twitter if you wanted to follow me <laughs> is andy chalk related to charlie do you think i can only assume andy has been putting up with such jokes for his entire adult life <laughs> who's charlie chalk oh, what, I thought, oh charlie ashton chalk? no <laughs> um league of legends has a boy band now a group of dynamic daredevils dedicated to unapologetic individuality and creative expression. More buzzwords, please. Wow, scroogles. Uh Here we go. The, f <laughs> oh, the first geez. single from Heartsteel called Paranoia will drop next week. They have a girl band, don't they? Yes. It's quite Five good years talks. after turning four of its characters. What's that? That's Charlie Chalk. That's Charlie Chalk. What's he from? Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk. <laughs> That's what it was called. I've never seen That's that before in my Charlie life. the Charlie Chalk wiki. Oh, I bet exists. they've got some great articles on mm. there. Five years after turning four of its characters into pretend K-pop group, League of Legends has a boy band now. The six-man group is called Heartsteel, and it features reimagined versions of the LOL characters Ezreal, Kane, Aphelios, Yone, Cassanti, and Set. Heartsteel, this is a quote now, Heartsteel is a group of dynamic daredevils dedicated to unapologetic individuality and creative expression, God. Riot said in a press release so over the top I can't help but quote it directly. <laughs> their mission is to blaze a path to success on their own terms. The group's personality and sound draws inspiration <laughs> from modern music collectives and a range of influences from across genres and eras, culminating in a bold, one-of-a-kind identity. Oh, I feel sick yeah. just from that sentence. I respect the commitment to the bit, which is strong enough that each member, none of whom actually exist, remember, this is basically Gem and the Holograms for the new millennium, has a specific role within the band. I suppose that's not terribly uncommon for this sort of thing. Most cartoons have some sort of leader slash sex pot slash brain slash substance abuse guy slash talking dog hierarchy going on. Even so, it lands a little weird seeing it, seeing it all laid out in such black and white terms. Sorry, was that Scooby-Doo? Do the, that again? The sex pot. 
leader slash sex pot slash brain slash substance abuse guy slash talking dog. Yeah, that's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, here's the roster along with the real life performers who will give them their voice. Uh, I can't be bothered to, to go through this, to be honest. Is there anyone famous? Because Madison Beer was in the, uh, okay. the girl band. Do you know Baek Hyun? A no. member of real world K-pop groups EXO and Super M. Oh, EXO are huge, I think. Okay. Uh, Kane is the rapper and instrumentalist played by Cal Scrooby. Oh. As in Scrooby-Doo. Scrooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, an LA-based rapper known for his sports references and self-deprecating humor. I don't know that guy. Uh, Cassante, the co-leader slash vocalist, is played by Toby Lu. A uh, multi-talented artist born in Nigeria and raised in Chicago. Mm. Excuse me, hip-hop, <laughs> R&B, <laughs> and pop with undeniable melodies. And set is played by OZ or Zero Z1 or ZI, a star on the Mandarin music scene whose debut album oh. earned six nominations at the Golden Melody Awards. Mm. Interesting. Where he also claimed the award for Best New Artist. Um, That's right. only four. It Isn't is. there six? And a couple who I guess are more the strong silent types. Aphelios, instrumentalist, songwriter, and Yone, producer. So Yone isn't even in the band. Two of them aren't actually doing music. Well, he's, yeah. it's a, one of them's instrumentalist, so I assume he's well, like playing an instrument. He's like Timberland. Yeah, but the producer doesn't... Stands at the back with a deck. Or something. Yeah. He's gonna... He, they'll all be dancing. Right. I can, and being very sexy. Yeah, I can, can only imagine. assume. Being dynamically different... And showing off blaze a trail to success. their creative Heart differences. Heart will drop its date. Which one do you think will break up the band? Who's going to have a, a scandal? Um, I can't remember any I'll of I'll give you the names. Kane. Okay. He's the only one whose name He's I remember. He's going to kill his brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's a Bible reference. Yeah. yeah. Heart Steel will drop its debut single, Paranoia, on October the 23rd. And I have to admit that I'm eager to see what comes of it. I was very skeptical about KDA, the pretend K-pop group that Riot rolled out back in 2018. But its first single, backed by a stylish animated video, was a legit banger. Which the is KDA's, the KDA's <laughs> legit banger are actually hyperlink. a legit banger. TBH. Will okay. Heart Steel Charlie duplicate Talk that success? Wrong. If I had to put my money, massive advert. <laughs> wow. If I had to put my money, I'm still scrolling. That's the end of the article. That's it. <laughs> if I had to put my money. It just ends with if I had to put my money. <laughs> All right. Uh, PC Gamer, your website's not working on mobile. But, uh, there we are. That's my weird news. Wow. Thanks for everyone who submitted those weird news. Yeah, yeah great. Thanks, guys. Great job, guys. guys. We'll be back so next to attractive. <laughs> it's time for the big discussion. Big discussion time. It's time for the big discussion that this week comes courtesy of Blake Thomas. Blake Thomas says, Hey, Abap, Insomniac has confirmed that Spider-Man 2 will include the same accessibility option as its predecessor to skip puzzle sections of the game. How do you feel about games cutting out entire mechanics for people that don't care for that style of gameplay or are otherwise unable to complete those sections? I personally feel that there is no wrong way to play a game and that all accessibility options are a positive. What's your immediate thoughts? I have a write-up, but I think I'm going to hiccup. Oh. Don't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask the community on this one or not? Um, I just asked if people were playing Spider-Man. Right. And, um, yeah, that's fine. There was a various uh, different opinions, but I didn't ask the community on this one, I'm afraid. That's um, right. I did not have the time. Great job, guys. True. Here's the write-up from Games Radar. Marvel Spider-Man 2 players are relieved to find out that you can skip puzzles whenever you want to in the upcoming sequel. This news comes from the Washington Post's Gene Park, who revealed via Twitter that a skip puzzle feature is immediately available in Spider-Man 2 and that you don't have to wait for a patch to access this option. 
If this will be your first time playing one of Insomniac Spider-Man games, let us explain. Throughout various points in the game, players will be tasked with completing a number of circuit, spectrograph, and surveillance tower puzzles to progress through the game. Although a challenging and sometimes fun addition to the game, not everyone is a fan of the change of pace that the puzzles bring. Thankfully, in the first Marvel Spider-Man game, there was an option in the game's accessibility menu that lets you skip any puzzles that you didn't fancy or couldn't get on with during the game. One thing most people one thing most people can agree on, though, is that the music that played while you were completing the puzzles was the best bit. I have absolutely I it, no recollection of the music at all. It was very chill, like light background music. It but, was. News of this feature has travelled over to Reddit as well, where several fans took the opportunity to share their thoughts on Spider-Man's puzzles. Puzzles are one of my favourite parts of games, but it's great that people have options. One user shared, I like puzzles, but always skip them on repeat playthroughs. They're not fun the second time around, another True. fan has said. I'm operating on a single brain cell, so sometimes puzzles are a bit much for me. Glad to know I can skip them if I get into trouble, a final player adds. What lovely, rational opinions mm. everyone is sharing with one another. It may have been cherry-picked. Slightly cherry-picked, yeah. Yes, probably. Yeah. However you feel about the game's puzzles, it's great to see that Insomniac is continuing to implement a number of accessibility options in its games, as well as this puzzle skip option. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 will let you slow down combat for better accessibility and will have custom difficulty settings so that you can fine-tune combat and stealth separately. Mm. Now obviously we're all enjoying Spider-Man 2 right now. Yeah. Yeah we are. As you, literally as you're listening to this we're probably enjoying Spider-Man 2. Right and now. there's a good chance a lot of you are enjoying it as well. Uh, they've always been <coughs> fantastic with their accessibility options. Mm -hmm. uh, Sony first party. Yeah. Uh, so what do you reckon, Peter? What do you make of this? I think it's a very good idea. I think even just generally, accessibility options are, are a good thing. I mean, I don't just mean it's good to have accessibility options, but I mean, in the face of people who get angry about accessibility options, I think, no, shut up, you're wrong. <laughs> um, because uh, people, I think part of the reason why people get mad about things like this where you can skip sections or it makes combat a lot easier is, um, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, well, I I play on the hardest mode and I don't like make my combat easier and I sit and I do all the puzzles. I'm better than you. Mm. Well, that's fine. You can, in, in your little head, think about how good you are that you were able to play through the game on the hardest difficulty with no, uh, you know, no, no kind of... Um, combat-related accessibility options enabled or or puzzle skips or anything like that, that's fine. But why shouldn't other people who aren't bothered about the prestige of playing through a game in that way be able to, uh, you know, skip past things, either for convenience, like with a second playthrough, I hadn't even thought about that. But mm -hmm. yeah, like if I was playing through the game a second time, wouldn't necessarily want to stop and do every puzzle. Uh, or for, you know, actual, like, needs that they have whether they're physical or otherwise um you know i think that's only a good thing and i don't really think how anyone in good conscience could actually say this should not be an option that's what we're talking about here an option that you can enable or mm -hmm. disable um so uh yeah I, I mean i know someone who uh when i have played um uh the particularly the circuit ones mm. um where you know, they start out pretty simple and it's just basically draw a line. And then as it get, gets more complicated, you have to like add and subtract numbers, don't you, to like reach the end. Yeah. And uh, there's someone very dear to me who I just know they would really struggle with that. Um, and uh, I think it's it's always good in a video game uh, to just be able to go, you know what? It's not for me. I, I am very capable and, and uh, very keen to swing around as Spider-Man 
in a city. I want to punch, not think. I, but I want to punch, <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to stop and start doing, you know, a, an, a more complicated version of Bioshock's pipe puzzles. Music's yeah. a banger, though, isn't it? Yeah. Music is a banger. That's the best. In fact, a I literal cut off a bit banger, hyperlink. <laughs> you want to know what a literal banger is? Uh, I cut off the final part of the article where they said, don't worry, though, in the new one, the great music is back. Yes. Like, did people really love the music? I remember it being very chill and nice, yeah. like you said, but I don't. Re- it wasn't a standout. I didn't think oh, it didn't stand out great. to me. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine, and I think it's great. And I think that, like, it's not the first time these kind of things are happening. But like you say, Sony first, first party do tend to have these options a lot more kind of inbuilt within them. It's the same thing like uh, skipping QTEs or um, adding more time to quick time events and or like dialogue choices depending on the game it's no different than that kind of element of just making life a little bit easier or turning it from a tap button to hold button yes because that's just how people like to play i know that you you when we played the um the wrestling one you had the yeah i often change it from tap to hold just because that's easier we Um, all um enabled in star wars the um if you fall off a cliff you don't I lose I didn't health. Even know what we use yeah. Lose health, yeah, yeah, which was handy, yeah, for me, exactly. And also, like we've all talked about how, like, when we've played the game, sometimes we've gone down to an easier difficulty, or we've changed the way combat is. This not it doesn't affect anyone else, and it's just it's great to see that more studios are implementing more accessibility for everyone. Because at the end of the day, it's not just people who need these uh, additional like needs in their game, not people with disabilities or anything. It's helpful to everyone and everyone can access them. There's no like rule that you have to be legally blind to be able to access the accessibility options. They're for everyone and everyone can tailor the way that they play their game however they want to. And it's never, ever going to be a bad thing because it just makes everyone's life much easier. Maybe not the devs who had to implement all this stuff, but everyone else's lives are a lot easier. Um, I think I've read online that in December, yes, there is a second patch that's going to add even more accessibility options, mm-hmm. which I do think a lot of disabled gamers are kind of holding out playing Spider-Man until these options get brought in. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what is being added, but I think it's just generally to make life easier. I don't know if it's like a it will be in low the link dump, a low we, visibility we like mode, like how The Last of Us Part Two had the All kind the different, of like, yeah. Different filters you can I think apply. they might be adding those later on, but for now there is kind of basic accessibility options that are currently in the game, which mm-hmm. again it's brilliant and I'm I'm happy that we are seeing this more and more. I think we've talked about it before about how sometimes it feels like a second thought. But um, I'm glad to see that it's becoming more normal. I've got it here. Cool, thank you. Uh, There's going to be some screen reader stuff, um, some shortcuts to the screen reader status, uh, additional audio descriptions, uh, Mm. some subtitle and captions uh, adjustments as well. Obviously, all these things are already in there, but it sounds like they're just enhancing. Mm. They're putting out a version of it at launch and they're going to continue to iterate on it. Yeah. Uh, mono audio outputs. Uh, you can the aim arc color, the target arc color, the center dot color, mm. high contrast options, touchpad in combat. You can turn that off. Controller remapping and customizing layouts and stuff like that. So I, there is a huge list of stuff that is going to be in there at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are either adding new things or tweaking existing things when uh, when that update comes out in December. There's so much that you know as a 
a gamer who, generally speaking, doesn't necessarily require many or any accessibility options enabled. There are so many things that you don't even think about. Like mono audio, for a minute I thought, I wonder why that? And I was like, oh, well, because if you are hard of hearing in one ear yeah. and you've got an alert happening on that side yeah. and not because it's stereo, then you're going to miss that. So yeah. there are a lot of things that, you know, it's it's great that we can do this nowadays. I mean, actually, mono and, mono, mono and stereo are a really old setting. But yeah, generally, there's, uh, there are so many things now you can do in video games, mm-hmm. which is handy. It's honestly, it's fantastic. Yeah. As, as you guys have both said, it is lovely to see. I don't know how anyone could get uh, cross about this, quite yeah. frankly. Uh, as you said, Peter, if if you want the prestige of beating a game a certain way, then have at it. Mm. That's that's all on you, my friend. But uh, as soon as you start to try to deny other people who can't access the same games as you access to those games, then maybe you need to have a rethink on on your policy, your personal policy when it comes to that stuff. Uh, but this is great. This is really nice. Um, as I said, in the link dump, there there will be uh, a link to all of the accessibility options if you want to check them out. But there's a chance that you're playing the game already and you've seen them, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so I, d- I honestly don't know what more I can add on top of what you guys have said, apart from the fact that long may this continue. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hopefully we will get even better stuff as time goes by. I know a lot of... Um, disabled people who are advocates are actively working with developers to help develop this technology like you just said there peter with the with the mono stuff i imagine there'll be a time when headphones and audio outputs are complex enough that it's sort of stereo within the one speaker like you'll be able to you'll be able to sort of distinctly pick out directional Mm, sound through one ear through one ear which you know would be amazing for people who need that and also people who don't need that you know that will that will really enhance everyone's playing experiences and that kind of innovation is driven by trying to find solutions for people to get better access to these games Mm -hmm. so it can it can only be a benefit to everyone essentially and it's wonderful and i hope people enjoy spider-man 2 i know we are because we heard from our future selves in the intro yeah we did I do think as well, sorry, just to add this at the end, mm. Sony have been making a lot of strides publicly, like with the uh, accessible controller that they've brought out, mm-hmm. the uh, like circle one. Um, and I do think that notoriously when a Sony first party game comes out, you can pretty much rely on the fact that like it's going to have pretty good accessibility options. And hopefully, mm. fingers crossed, Nintendo and Xbox will kind of start to follow that kind of Xbox base. is getting they definitely a lot better, are and they've had their adaptive controller out for quite they a while they have well. and but I mean Nintendo Nintendo are, are they are kicking their heels on yeah. this front and there are some third parties as well there are some third parties you know, some of the big publishers who, yeah, who oh, are, exactly, that was unacceptable doing uh, who haven't yet caught up with them for those of you who aren't aware when mm. we did our stream playthrough of the dead space remake uh, which is obviously from ea we turned on the uh the, was it the menu narration reader? menu yeah. narration uh just because we thought the voice was kind of funny and we got to experience firsthand how crap it is not mm. only is yeah. the synthesized voice haunting it also mispronounces everything and sometimes gets really confused or just doesn't read anything it just all. starts saying the same thing over and over again yeah, rather terrible. than like actually reading really what's terrible. on screen because it's supposed to do things like what door you're going through to tell you like if the door's open or not mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't and, and instead of yeah. off it would go waff, waff uh, but waff. it wouldn't tell you what was waff no it would just say it sometimes yeah like, okay yeah it was it was that was bad yeah it was really bad. really weird but uh, we've come a long way and we've still got a long way to go nintendo Step it up. Yes, quite frankly. please. Yeah. 
Well, there we are. Big old podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming along and spending some time with us, either in video form or audio form. There's a few places around the internet where you can interact with us if you should so desire to so do so do so. And Peter's going to tell you one of them. Mm -hmm. YouTube.com and Twitch.tv, both forward slash team triple jump. All of our videos go out on YouTube and almost all of our streams happen on Twitch with occasional little surprises on YouTube. But Twitch is the place to be. And if you've got Amazon Prime, uh, part of the bundle that you are paying for uh, includes a Twitch sub that you can spend on us at no extra cost. Um, so, or redeem with us at no extra cost. And you'll get all the benefits of being a subscriber without having to pay anything more on top of your Amazon Prime. So maybe do that if you'd like to. We have a Twitter. Or even face if you don't want to. Or even sorry. No, yeah, sorry. Do if you don't want if to. If you don't want to. Sorry, Ashton. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, on which we are at Team Triple Jump on all of them. And if you want to join our Patreon, why not go to patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Our website is triplej.mup. That is where you can find everything, links to everything that we do. And even if you don't want to, leave a five-star review on your platform of choice. Forgot to say podcast, yeah? at the beginning, the tat appeal is open now. Oh my it God, is. yeah. Um, no one's going to be listening now, but Tatapil is open yeah. if you, if if you want to send end, some stuff in. Tatapil is open. 18th of November is when it closes. We should add that to the to every single podcast. We should, podcast yeah. It's a good yeah, point. For, it's a good point. Uh, for the future. Uh, but yes, thank you so much. We've already received some tat, which mm. is mm -hmm. which is bonkers, quite frankly. Uh, but uh, even if you're not in a position to send in tat, we hope you enjoy the video that we release towards the end of the year. And thank you in advance for your support. Uh, Five-star review on your platform of choice. Thank you very much. It helps to do with uh, something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. I don't really know what it has to do with that, but that's what I'm told by Al. <laughs> uh, so we'll take his word for it. Peter, can you tell us our sponsor just one last time? Look out. Swinging into a neighborhood near you. Thwip. Thwipping. Pow. Uh, schnickting. Schnick. It's uh, Dead Island 2, The Spider-Man 2. Marvels. Brilliant. Marvels. <laughs> at the end. Good. It's out now. Uh, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.